Broadcasting from the JNK Twin Studios. This is the show for Reds fans, by Reds fans. Each week, we take a look at the games, the players, and the stories of Cincinnati Reds baseball. Now, your hosts, Scott Evans and Nick Lawson. And welcome to another Hot Stove edition of the Reds Fans Chatter Podcast. I'm Scott Evans. He's Nick Lawson. What's going on, man? Gobble, gobble. Turkey Day's coming. I am planning on uh, smoking a turkey breast if I can find one. My joke is, is used up. I used it earlier. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, but anyway... <laughs> So, uh, lots of things going on at Reds Baseball, Major League Baseball. We'll get into that this episode and uh, much, much more. Uh, first, though, uh, be sure to email us a screenshot of your subscription. Uh, if you've sent uh, one in before, you can send it in again. Uh, get more names in the hat. A screenshot of your subscription to our podcast, uh, whatever method you're listening to us on. Uh, subscribe to us and a screenshot to contest at redsfanschatter.com you'll be in the running for a marty brenneman cincinnati reds hall of fame uh commemorative microphone he's supposed to go in the hall of fame in 2020 i think they're planning it for 2021 but uh no official promotion schedule is out just yet <laughs> i think they're waiting to see uh see what happens uh, before they get that issued but uh this could be yours. Uh, they gave those away this year uh, with some drive-through events and some Kroger events. So uh, this could be yours. Uh, res- contest at RedsFansChatter.com. Send the screenshot with the code word Bauer because we'll be talking about Trevor Bauer a lot tonight. Um, so uh, we'll get into it. Uh, of course, uh, big news in baseball this week. Uh, new general manager for the Miami Marlins. Um Kim Ang. Yeah, I don't know much about her, but uh, I, I mean, she's groundbreaking right now. Being getting into Major League Baseball as a general manager—that's that's awesome. Oh, absolutely! She's the uh, first uh, female general manager in Major League Baseball history, and the uh, first Asian American uh, GM. Uh, early in her career, uh, she uh, took on somebody that trevor bauer had a feud with this year no no not rob uh she worked with him uh scott boris and she actually won scott rubs people the wrong way sometimes (laughs) but uh, she's evidently a tough negotiator and uh, uh, became uh the first woman to present and then win an arbitration case against uh scott boris with pitcher uh, Alex Fernandez, who I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Alex. Um, yeah, you don't remember yeah. either. So, <laughs> well, I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to mix the two that I'm thinking of up. So I want to make sure that we're talking about the Alex Fernandez who passed away. Oh, now I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. I think he's the one that passed away a few years ago. Oh. Uh, Look she, what you did. Yeah, she she is a Yankees fan. Uh, she grew up in Queens, even though she was born in Indiana. Yep. She's very um, bright. Yeah, she p- played stickball in the streets in Queens. You kind of got to love that uh, aspect of the story. She, she's not. Oh, yeah. She's just not somebody that, uh, you know, went to statistical uh, school, followed Sabermetrics. I'm sure she does that. Uh, you pretty much have to to be in the game these days. 
but she also she played the game. It may have been a stick ball in the street, but uh, uh, that's pretty cool. She was also a star shortstop, though, on the University of Chicago softball team. So uh, she definitely understands um, understands the game, knows the game. Her favorite player growing up was Thurman Munson. Not bad. For the Yankees. Uh, and, of course, she has a long history with Derek Jeter, who's the uh, CEO of the Marlins. And... Um, She's, of course, been uh, up for other uh, GM positions. I, I think she was up for a position in the Reds. It wasn't GM uh, in the past, or she was rumored to be, but uh, she's been up for uh, GM positions with the Phillies, Mets, Giants, Dodgers, Mariners, and Padres, and I think it's definitely uh, definitely time for a uh, female GM, especially someone that has the resume that she does. Yeah, I think those other clubs didn't really grasp a female running their organization. Right. Uh, like now, I mean, now, I mean, women are doing everything now. And, and, and they should be. A, yeah, exactly. Women and, can do as much as men can. And, 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 proven that. and she has a very impressive resume. Uh, she definitely started from the ground up. Uh, kind of kind of like Nick Crawl did with the Reds. He's He's worked in the organization, uh, all aspects of it, uh, which is good. Uh, Nick, Dick Williams did a little bit, but he had a little bit of help getting uh, getting the gig where Nick Crawl definitely earned it, but not as much as uh, she did. So congratulations to her. Uh, definitely historic for baseball in, in a good way. Oh, definitely. And then uh, other news this week, uh, there is no recounts. There is no controversy. Uh, Trevor Bauer Cy Young winner. First red to ever do it. Absolutely. And and, and much deserved. I, I can't imagine any other pitcher. And may, maybe it's because I'm biased a little bit, but I, I, I know uh, uh, the DeGrom from New York, but I, I think uh, Trevor had a much more uh, impact on the team. I know the postseason usually doesn't count for these awards, but the performance in the postseason for the Reds uh, with Trevor Bauer um, was amazing. Uh, the Reds didn't win, but it wasn't Trevor Bauer's fault. No, Trevor put up some historic numbers uh, in his one start he had in the postseason. Right. And then since the last time we talked, uh, hot stove, uh, Tucker Barnhart uh, won the gold glove, uh, making him a uh, two-time gold glove winning catcher, uh, which is nice to have on the team. I think he doesn't get enough uh Credit from Reds fans for that. Uh, I know he struggled at the plate, uh, but everybody has on this Reds team, except oh, for yeah, except was, for was, Jesse Winker. He's about the only one that didn't struggle a lot this year, and he did early on. He did early on, and and yeah, I mean, sixty games, it was going to be a struggle. Every team struggled offensively, um, but yeah, if he was a hundred sixty-two game season, I'm I'm pretty sure the batting average has been a little bit higher. The pitching still would have been awesome. Trevor Bauer probably still won the Cy Young Award. Absolutely. And then I, I think it's the first time a Cy Young winner and a gold glove catcher have won both awards in the same year. So that that's really cool. That's really awesome. Not even Johnny Bench did that with any of his uh, pitchers. Yeah, it, it's hard to believe. Of course, you know, uh, the Reds were built on offense uh, and defense back in the uh, 70s with the big red machine. The pitchers were not – they weren't Cy Young winners except for Tom Seaver. We got him in the later part of his career, and that was almost post-Big Red Machine after the teardown started. Uh, but uh, 
But during the Big Red Machine, it was all about offense, defense, and good pitching, quality pitching, but not dominant pitching. Yeah, you, you mean, did, the, you, and you didn't the, really need to because uh, the Big Red Machine, uh, if you got down, they were going to come back, and if uh, and if they got ahead, you weren't uh, you weren't getting past them. And of course, Sparky, uh, he was one of the first to start using the bullpen more. Um, oh yeah, Doctor Hook. <laughs> so. Um, it, Sparky it, was Sparky, Sparky was smart doing that though. Oh, absolutely. He 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 knew analytics before analytics were there. Uh, he didn't. He, he had it in his head. He knew what he was going to do. He was going to do it. And yeah, and he would not have taken out his dominant starter with seventy-five pitches early in the game like the Rays did in the World Series this year either. Though, yeah, didn't Cash win American League Manager of the Year? He did, but uh, that 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 didn't come into play. I think it was all regular season, but uh, still. Oh, uh, that's probably gonna go. You know, if it worked and the Rays would have won, um, taking out the whole COVID controversy after the after the World Series and what mess that would have caused. But uh, he would have been looked at as a genius. But because it didn't work, uh, he becomes an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> by everybody, <laughs> everybody who watched that was like, "What? What are you doing?" <laughs> Uh, so the other thing that came out in in uh, baseball uh, today, actually, we're recording this on uh, Monday, uh, the 2021 Baseball Hall of Fame ballot, uh, one uh, former Red on it as far as uh, playing his uh, a decent part of his career here in uh, Scott Rowland. Uh, of course, he's been on a couple of years last year, got 30% of the vote. Uh, he could see another big bump this year. Don't know if it's going to be enough. To get him over the hump, but this is probably the weakest uh, new class of Hall of Famers uh, in history, uh, which means uh, someone like Scott Rowland could get in, or it could mean we'll have no uh, new uh, entrance into the Hall of Fame this year, and I think that could be a uh, possibility with the uh, looking at the ceremony. I know the writers took a ton of heat the one year, they decided to elect no one. Uh, people in Cooperstown, especially the the citizens, not necessarily the brass of uh, Cooperstown, they were greatly upset because uh, that event pretty much uh, feeds the town. <laughs> Literally, uh, the school the school there sells hot dogs as their chief fundraiser for the year. Um, and you know, you have, if a town of eighteen hundred most of the year, and then you know fifty sixty thousand people from all across the country come in and uh, to watch uh, uh, a bunch of guys get speeches, see the Hall of Fame, enjoy the town. It, it's a really cool experience. I, I kind of want to go back uh, sometime when it's not the Hall of Fame ceremony just to enjoy the town, enjoy the Hall of Fame uh, a little bit more. But it, it, if you're a baseball fan, you got to do it at least once. That's on my uh, my bucket list right now. I, I did it back in 2016 for Ken Griffey Jr., uh, word of advice, if you go, uh, the idea is take multiple lawn chairs early, get your uh, places staked out for the parades, for the staked out for the uh, um, ceremony, because it, it's kind of amazing. Uh, me and my friends, we got to, to the parade. We kind of, uh, we just kind of walked where we could get, so we didn't get up close to the players, but uh in, in the parade, I mean, we were probably six, seven feet away, but we weren't like where you can shake hands and get autographs and that kind of thing. But uh, 
We got uh, Saturday. We took a wrong turn, but it turned out to be a right turn. <laughs> and uh, like, oh, this is where the ceremony is. Pull over, dude. And he's like, why? I'm like, we want to put our seats out now because we saw other people doing it. So we pulled over, got our seats out. I'm like, okay, I took a picture of it. So I knew where it was the next day. And we were probably uh, halfway from the stage to the end of the field. I'm like, oh, there's a tree there. I'll mark that. But there was tons of trees there. <laughs> Next day we get there and the entire field was filled up with chairs. It took, I'm like, oh, I'll go find it real quick. It took like five, 10 minutes to find it. And I'm pretty good at remembering things. And I'm like, okay, everything looks the same. I can't remember where we were yesterday. Uh, but we did find our, our seats. The people next to us, they never showed up. <laughs> they, they were there putting this, their chairs out at the same time. I said hello to them. And, and for the ceremony, they never showed. I don't know if they just couldn't find it and gave up or what happened there. I've been holding out for the time that Pete Rose gets in, but that may never happen. Yeah. Well, I went there for Griffey Jr. Um, uh, oh, who'd you say? I'm sorry. Oh, Rose. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm waiting for him to get in, but I don't know if it ever happened. In my That's lifetime. probably never going to happen. Um, unfortunately, uh, the the veterans committee uh, put in the same rule that the writers did, so it's going to take uh, it's going to take either a change of heart from Rob Manfred or a change of heart from the Hall of Fame. And I, I don't see that happening every year. She gives, especially now that you have the steroid issue, which we'll talk about in just a second. Uh, the president and the family who's a family member of the founders of the hall of fame or a descendant, I guess, uh, so to speak, she gives a speech every year. And it's so, so hypocritical, uh, about how the hall of fame's not just about, uh, the players on the field, what they did on the field, but it's about their character and how they, uh, advance the game for the greater good. And, uh, things along those lines. And so it's all directed at Pete Rose and also at Barry Bonds and, and some of the names on the uh, ballot again this year. And we'll, we'll go through it. Let's go through the ballot. Uh, it, okay. it's, but I just don't see Rose getting in bonds. Maybe uh, some of the guys that have been really close. Cause some of the writers are changing their mind. If there's going to be a year that those guys get in, I think it's going to be this one because the new class it's not that impressive. So let's start with uh, Bobby Abreu. No. <laughs> well, that was quick. Yeah, I, I mean, he had a great career, but I don't see him getting in the Hall of Fame the first time on the ballot. Right. Uh, well, he, he was actually on last year, so this is his second year. Last year he got 5.5% of the vote, uh, barely hanging on for the second year. I think he had to have 5% in order to move on to the next to the next year. Uh, so he may drop off after this year. It's, it is a weaker class. Uh, next uh, person on the list, Barry Bonds, 60.7% yeah. last year. It's his ni- this is ninth year on the ballot. So uh, after this year, I think he gets one more chance. Yeah, I believe he gets in. I'm going to say no. I, I think there's still enough riders out there that are hung up on the uh, steroid issue. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, but he, he was never found guilty of anything. Uh, he's still a home run king, no matter, no matter how we look at it. I mean, yeah, steroids are a big part of it, but I think he gets in this year. Yeah. I mean, the, the stats itself uh, played 22 seasons, 14 uh, time All Star, eight time Gold Glover, 
Uh, steroids don't help you with that. 12-time Silver Slugger. Uh, won seven National League MVP awards. I mean, that's impressive in its own Yeah, right. that, that's the most of any player of all time. Uh, finished in the top ten of uh, MVP voting uh, six other times. Uh, in, 19, in 1991, 94, 96, 97. Finished sixth. This is kind of crazy. In the Rookie of the Year voting, he finished sixth. I would have figured him would be first or second. Well, that was from, what, 80, 86 class? 86 class. There were some impressive rookies in 86. That's true. Uh, single season record of 73 home runs. That one could be steroid-related and some really bad pitching uh, back in 2001. Most likely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, led the NL in walks 12 times. Uh, that's, of course, uh, related to, especially the 2000s were related to uh, – his uh, power numbers as well. I think he's all, isn't he all time walks King now. Uh, probably. I don't know if he's of all time or not, but he, uh, had this, has a big league record for most walks in a single season of 232. That's uh, incredible. led OBP 10 times. Votto may beat that. I know he's had a couple bad years, but I, I can see Votto, uh, getting one or two. Cause I think he's led, Pretty close to that. He led every year, other than a couple where he was uh, he was injured. I don't ha- I don't have that stat up real quick. I mean, look it up real uh, quick. But uh, yeah, Bonds. I-, I think he deserves to be in. I think he is a Hall of Famer. I would vote for him because uh, just like Rose, I mean, steroids impacted the game while he was in it. Betting also impacted the game, uh, but the stats are there. Um, it's it's hard to imagine you're going to have. The uh, home run leader, not in the Hall of Fame. The hits leader, not in the Hall of Fame. Eventually, eventually, you're going to have a Hall of Fame that doesn't include the the top guys in your in your sport. Yeah, and I think if you look at it, Bonds, he's yeah he the steroid thing and all that, but he's not banned. He's not banned like P. Rose. Right. He's still eligible. So if he, I mean, if you don't get in this year, next year's his last chance. I, I see he gets in this year. I'm I'm pretty firm on how he gets in. Yeah. Uh, next guy on the list, Mark Burley. It's first year on the ballot for him. Uh, you know, he's a great pitcher. He has a no-hitter in his career. Um, how many games did he win total? Uh, well, looking through some of his stats, uh, he recorded 14,000. I'm sorry. I'm reading that completely wrong. Recorded. <laughs> It's still impressive, though. Not as impressive as 14,000. 14, not as impressive as 14,000 innings, but he he uh, did pitch in uh, 14, 200-plus inning seasons uh, all consecutively. So he's a workhorse, 2001 to 2014, uh, setting an American League record for that. He led the AL in innings pitched twice and game started twice, uh, fifth in the Cy Young Award voting in 2005, named to five all-star teams. Uh, got his all-star start in 2005, uh, four-time gold glove winner, uh, led the league in assists among pitchers for five seasons, uh, led MLB in complete games, which is a stat that, uh, probably won't come close to, uh, the way pitching's done now, especially if Kevin Cash is managing. <laughs> let, let me, let me ask you this. Were you shocked when Mike Messina got in? Uh, a little bit, but I think there's a little bit of a, a uh, a New York uh, bias with the writers. 
I mean, I like Mark Mark Burley. I thought he was a great pitcher. He had a great career. I don't think he gets in this year. Well, he does have a no-hitter for the White Sox and a perfect game for the White Sox. So that that's two no-hitters is pretty impressive, as, as well as uh, five postseason series, two-and-one record in the postseason, and uh, and has, has a ring. So, you know, uh, you don't think of him as a Hall of Famer. He's not. He wasn't that huge dominating guy but uh i mean throughout his career like you would think like a randy johnson but uh i think part of it's because he's with the white Sox and marlins and blue jays and those aren't teams that get all the press if you're not um in those divisions or with or in those cities so um kind of like you i don't think we'll get in this year though there's not a lot of people on the ballot that's just you know screams that they're definitely getting in but uh but yeah maybe he does uh, deserve in another pitcher on the list uh, this year, A.J. Burnett. You know, another guy that had a great career, but I don't don't see him making it this year. Yeah, his first year on the bo- on the ballot, 17 seasons for the Marlins, uh, Blue Jays, Yankees, Pirates, and Phillies. Uh, led the league in games started twice, which I don't think that's going to be a huge stat. Uh, strikeouts yeah. per nine innings twice, that's a decent one. Strikeouts once. Uh, hits per nine innings once, uh, even that's, I mean, nothing's, I mean, the nothing screaming, uh, hall of fame yet, uh, to me anyway, uh, double digit wins of an 11 of 17 seasons. That's pretty good. Uh, top 200 innings pitched in six seasons, uh, reached the 200 strikeout mark in three seasons and named to, uh, one all-star game in the final season of his career in 2015 and pitched a no-hitter as well. I am, I'm kind of, I'm thinking after, you know, reading uh, Mark Burley and A.J. Burnett, Burley's definitely the better, had the better career. Yeah, and the most definitely. Uh, the next guy is another, uh, I think, steroid uh, guy that uh, a lot of people may or may not vote for, Roger Clemens. Uh, we don't have to go through his, his story. He had uh, 61% of the votes last year. So just barely above bonds. He might sneak in this year, but again, there's a lot of controversy with Roger Clemens. I think he was the guy that uh, caused controversy when he had to testify in front of Congress. Yeah. I think with him though, before we were talking about steroids and all that stuff, the guy was already on a hall of fame path. Oh, absolutely. Even with just Boston, he was having just having a great career. And then he, when he, when he jumped ship to the Yankees, even had a better career, one world series or two or whatever. And, you know, he was off and running. Then he went to the Astros and was just at 40 something years old, was still throwing a hundred miles an hour. Right. What are you, Nolan Ryan? Come on. (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't, I would vote for him, but I don't think he'll make it in. Uh, I'm kind of torn because part of me, he was part of my childhood growing up, just seeing how dominant he was. I kind of want him to get in, but then the other hand, I thinking about the you know, being in court and testifying kind of ruined his legacy. Well, in in, in Congress, it wasn't even in court. So, well, I mean, he, he was lying to liars, <laughs> but <laughs> at the same time, uh, some of the writers don't see it that way. Uh, next first year guy definitely don't see him getting enough votes to stay on the ballot. I don't think Michael Cudier or Cudier. Michael Cudier. Cudier. There we go. Yes. 
Uh, he was a great Twins player. Besides that, ain't <laughs> much to talk about. Right, right. 15 seasons with the Twins, Rockies, and Mets. Two-time All-Star, 13 uh, or one one year, uh, won the Silver Slugger Award, uh, won an NL batting title, uh, hit 20 home runs in four seasons. I mean, nothing. I mean, is a good player, but nothing screams uh, nothing screams Hall of Famer. I mean, people look at Joey Votto's impressive stats and say, "There's he's not getting in." I mean, I think some Reds fans are overly negative on Votto, but uh, looking at uh, Kadire, uh, I I think it's I think he's going to be on the ballot, and that's going to be his claim to fame. Yeah, I think Kadire's in the AJ Burnett category. He's yeah. with some weak teams and just wasn't going to cut it. No, I mean he, he was a good player. I don't think he's a Hall of Fame guy. Uh, next guy, Dan Heron, first year on the ballot, pitched thirteen seasons for the Cardinals, Athletics, Diamondbacks, Angels, Nationals, Dodgers, Marlins, and Cubs. That's, yeah. that's going to take up his entire <laughs> plaque if he gets in. No, nah, he's not getting in. <laughs> Three-time All-Star. Uh, got a Cy Young Award votes in two seasons. Uh, led the league in games. Uh, Strikeout-to-walk ratio and whip once. Uh, posted double-digit wins in 11 of his 13 seasons. Yeah, I kind of think he kind of falls into the uh, uh, A.J. Burnett category. Uh, kind of category with the exception of this now this is kind of interesting among non-active pitchers he's the only player in history with at least 2,000 strikeouts and 500 or fewer walks uh, and appeared in five postseason series over two seasons I, I definitely doesn't get in this year I don't think he's going to he might make it another ballot or two but uh, I'm kind of I don't think he has enough enough of a resume to uh, make it no, but besides him being with those Oakland teams in the early 2000s, he won 20 games, I believe, once. Right. But that's that's relatively it for Dan Herring. Yeah, he won 153 games uh, in his career. Yeah, he didn't get none. <laughs> <laughs> uh, over, over 13 seasons. Uh, LaTroy Hawkins, first year on the ballot, pitched 21 seasons. Now, that gives him – that's going to give him a lot of stats over 21 seasons for the Twins, Cubs, Giants, Orioles, Rockies, Yankees, Astros, Brewers, Angels, Mets, and Blue Jays. Uh, pitched 1,042 games, 10th on the all-time list, and 6th on the all-time among right-handers. Saved 127 games, uh, including three seasons with 20 or more games. Appeared in the postseason over five seasons. Uh, member of the Rockies 2007 National League Championship team. Uh, pretty impressive, but uh, the writers don't like relievers uh, for the most part, uh, unless you're a Mariano Rivera type guy. So I, I don't think he makes it. No, he he and Kadir were great Twins players. Will probably be in the Twins Hall of Fame, but not in the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, third year on the ballot, I think he uh, definitely should uh, be considered. Todd Helton played 17 seasons. All with the Rockies, which is uh, in itself uh, an amazing uh, feat these days. Uh, last year, he only got 29.2% of the vote. Uh, so it kind of falls in the Scott Rowland area where we'll talk. But uh, pretty impressive resume. Uh, granted, the course field um, factor will probably play into some of this. But uh, three-time Gold Glove winner. Uh, finished top 10 in the MLB NL MVP voting three times, uh, five-time All-Star, four-time Silver Slugger Slugger winner, 
reached the 20 home run mark in eight seasons, uh, including six with more than 30. Hit 300 or better in 12 seasons, including a National League best 372 in 2000. Also led the NL in hits, doubles, and total bases in 2000. Uh, one of only seven players in history with at least two seasons with 400 or more total bases. Uh, scored 100 or more runs in six seasons. Drove in at least 105 seasons. And drew 100 or more walks five times. Led the NL in on base percentage twice. Uh, ranks 18th all-time in OPS. Uh, so pretty impressive uh, uh, resume. Just not that, uh, I mean, he's not that household name uh, because he played in Colorado. I, I, th- I think that hurts him. If he if he had played in New York with those stats or Houston or uh, Los Angeles, I think he would have been in. Yeah, I think if he would have went maybe to the Dodgers, it had a shot at, at a ring or something. You know, maybe you, you, I would say get in, but I don't yeah. see it happening. Of course, he doesn't. Ha- he he has he does not have the MVP award, and I yeah. I, I think that weighs uh, pretty heavy on some of the voters. Uh, so I mean, he never. He, it seems like he was pretty consistent. He may get in as like a veteran's choice uh, later on in life, but uh, I, I definitely don't think he gets in this year. I do think he's deserving of it though. Uh, next player on the ballot, Tim Hudson. First year on the ballot, pitched 17 seasons for the A's, Braves, and Giants. Uh, looking at this, I mean, he did get Cy Young Award voting. Uh, he did get the voting for Rookie of the Year, but I, I don't see, I don't see anything that really stands out with him. No, I mean, besides him, he was a teammate with Dan Herring in Oakland. 120 <laughs> games in, in Oakland as well, but I don't see him getting any. Yeah, he uh, one of only 14 pitchers in history with at least 200 wins, 2,000 strikeouts. So that, that may help him a little bit. But, again, he's, he just doesn't – when you think of dominant pitchers, you don't think you don't think Tim Hudson throughout the career. I mean, it may not be fair, yeah. but uh, sometimes the voters aren't fair. Uh, this guy I think is pretty interesting. He's another twin uh, on the list. Uh, Torrey Hunter. Torrey Hunter, a great player. Um, like you said, he was a former twin. He was in uh, Detroit as well. Also the Angels. Uh, and the Angels. He had some great uh, years. Nine-time Gold Glove Award winner. Uh, third best total of any center fielder in history. Named to five all-star games. Earned two silver sluggers. Um Finished in the top 10 of the American League MLV voting in 2002. Um, hit over 300 twice. Recorded 100 or more RBIs in two seasons. You know, it's almost like he never got, like, over that three or four season run that I think you need as a minimum to uh, to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, outside, outside, of, outside of his defense, and unfortunately, I, I don't – defense isn't sexy. Defense doesn't get you in the Hall of Fame. It's all about hitting. Uh, so, a pretty pretty impressive player. I I mean, he's definitely a name. Uh, it's it's a guy that uh, that you did hear about outside of American League, outside of, outside of Minnesota. Uh, but I, I don't think he has enough uh, to get in based on that. Now, he always reminded me of Chili Davis. Was a great hitter. Uh, I know Chili played mostly DH in American League, but they, was a, they were both great hitters, but neither one of them are Hall of Famers. Right. Uh, Andrew Jones, the next player on the list, uh, kind of, I think, kind of the same same story. Uh, fourth year on the ballot, fourth year on the ballot, uh, and, um, uh, 
Well, his, his, let me, let me chime in real quick. His, it's going to hurt his legacy because at the end of his career, he didn't even bat 200. Right. But uh, fourth year on the ballot, he only got 19% of the vote last year. Um, and, and like you said, uh, I mean, he, he has, he has an impressive resume, but uh, sometimes it's how you finish, not how you start. Yeah. And yeah. Um, he's a great player in Atlanta. And again, he never he never got that uh, MLV NL MVP award. Uh, did finish twice uh, in the top ten, though. He's got a ring. That's about it. <laughs> oh, moving on, uh, Jeff Kent. I, I find him interesting. I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, of course, he was the guy that batted in front. Of Barry Bonds, which definitely helped his stats. Last year, he got 27.5%. Uh, eighth year in. Uh, what do you think about Jeff Kent? I like Jeff Kent. He's a, He was a solid second baseman. He was with the Giants or Dodgers or whoever. Uh, yeah, he played he, with, he, well, he played with uh, Blue Jays, Mets, Indians, Giants, Astros, and Dodgers. I think Giants is where he had his best success. Yeah. Uh, I think he's a great player. Uh, I would definitely say it's his turn. Yeah, I mean, he does have an ML and and in. I'm never gonna be able to say that a National League <laughs> Most Valuable Player. Uh, he does. That's he what does, we're all about here. We're all about tongue twisters. In this he program. does have one one of those, but uh, I think he lived in Bond's shadow, and I don't know if Bond's uh, steroids uh, use, even though Jeff Kent's, I don't think he's ever been associated with it. I don't know if any of that rubbed off on him or not. But uh, yeah, look, looking at his stats, I would definitely. Uh, vote him as a uh, hall of famer. I think I remember this, uh, back, uh, when bonds was going on that run and, uh, some of the announcers back then were even saying, you know, Jeff Kent would be, uh, getting a lot more attention if it wasn't for Barry bonds, because I mean, he's, he's just that good. How many gold gloves does Kent have? Uh, he has, uh, five all-star games, four silver slugger awards. I don't think he has any gold gloves. That might hurt him a little bit. I know gold gloves a lot of times that helps a player. Right. I mean, he was a great defensive player. He led the NL in uh, assist once and double plays once, but uh, not a gold glover. That's kind of shocking to me. That guy was a great second baseman. Yeah. Uh, next guy on the ballot, uh, Andy Pettit. Uh, third year on the ballot, pitched 18 seasons for the Yankees and Astros. Uh, had two 20-win seasons and eight seasons with uh, 15 or more wins. Third in uh, Cy Young in '95, or in the uh, American League Rookie of the Year voting, and has a Cy Young award votes in five seasons, uh, named to three All Star games, uh, threw over 200 innings in 10 seasons. So, again, pretty good starter. Uh, he did play for the Yankees. Was he ever associated with uh, the steroids, though? I uh, don't recall. I don't think so. Okay, I didn't think so either. Last year, he only got 11.3 percent of the votes. So I, I think he kind of falls into those pitchers where where if you were dominant you don't get consideration i always thought andy pettit is a dominant pitcher uh even with the eight or the astros either one i think he was pretty dominant and i i think he he gets some consideration but i don't think he makes it this year all right next guy first year on the ballot uh amiris or i'm gonna butcher his name Aramis Ramirez, uh, seven seasons, uh, I'm sorry, probably 18 seasons with the Pirates, Cubs, and Brewers. Uh, was always a Reds killer. Yeah. Uh, but 
Never got an MVP award. Uh, only got one Silver Slugger award. And uh, did hit 307 seasons. Uh, total of 386 home runs. And um, 1,400 RBIs. I, I just don't think it's enough. I, I think if he had an MVP award or um, a few more all-star games, uh, maybe. Yeah, I think he's one of those. He was underrated. Um, and I think playing most of his career in Chicago, a lot of bad Chicago teams. Right. A lot of bad Pittsburgh that, that, teams. Yeah, yeah. I think and, that hurt him as well. And, uh, and Brewers teams, for that matter, too. Yeah, I think that, that hurt his, his legacy a little bit. But uh, he, was a, he was a great player. I thought he was a pretty good third baseman. Uh, relatively good hitter. I think he batted, what, about 280, I think, for his career. Right. Uh, next player on the ballot, fifth year on the ballot. I think he should be in. I think the steroids are keeping him out, which I don't think is fair. Uh, Manny Ramirez. Uh, Manny. Only got, 20, got only got 28.2% of the vote last year. Well, like you said before, it's not how he starts, how you end a lot of times, and this is created crappy. And I don't think he ever retired. I think he's still playing in some like, <laughs> independent league somewhere. Kind be like better a, off just going to just go to Japan and play. Might as well. Yeah, he. Uh, I mean, the stats are there. Uh, the honors are there. Uh, I, I think he should. I think he should be there. But I know he uh, didn't. He get suspended for steroids, or am I thinking somebody else? No, he, he did. He got suspended twice, I believe. Yeah, so I think that definitely hurts him. I do. Uh, I do know he's a fan favorite. He was awesome with fans uh, when the Red Sox came and played. Uh, Played the Reds. He was uh, signing autographs for uh, the Red Sox fans on the side, some Reds fans as well on the third base side. So uh, one of my one of my favorite players that was never a Red. Yeah, he had a great career and then with the Dodgers as well. They, they, they took to him and loved him there, but he just couldn't shake the old steroid thing. Right. It was always looming over his head. Uh, the next guy, I, I think he could surprise people on this ballot. Uh, last year, he jumped up in voting uh, and received, I believe, 30-some percent. Uh, Scott Rowland, 35% last year was a huge jump from the year before. Uh, kind of puts him in, in in the target range, especially in a class that's not as strong as the last few years have been. Uh, Scott Rowland, of course, definitely, I think, belongs in the Reds Hall of Fame. Hopefully that happens sometime. Uh, Played 17 years as Phillies, Cardinals, Blue Jays, and Reds. There was actually a trade um, ready to go, I heard from some sources, uh, to the Phillies, and uh, Linder said no. I mean, from the Phillies, uh, when he went to the, before he went to the Cardinals, there was a deal in place to, to get him into the Reds organization, and uh, Carl Linder did not want to open the checkbook. Maybe a missed opportunity there because, I mean, we got him later in his career or right. later in his career. I think he's the most legit guy on this list. Oh, I agree. One he, of the most solid players. Yep. Besides some injuries he had at the end, I think he gets in. Oh, absolutely. I, I think he will eventually, too. I mean, if you look at some of his uh, advanced stats, too, uh, he's one of the top third basemen in the uh, history of the game. Uh, National League Rookie of the Year in 1997, seven-time All-Star, Eight-time Gold Glove winner, including one with the Reds, uh, won the NL Silver Slugger Award for third baseman in 2002. 
Uh, finished fourth in the 2004 MVP race. Uh, or player voting. Okay. That's kind of the very specific. <laughs> okay. uh, reached the 20 home run mark in 10 seasons. Hit 300 or better in two seasons. Uh, reached uh, the top RBI mark or 100 RPI, RBI mark in that five seasons. Uh, definitely, I think, deserves consideration. Um, definitely should be a Reds Hall of Famer. I know they have Marty uh, to be inducted uh, this coming year. Didn't want to share the spotlight with Marty plus... Marty probably will talk forever, so they wanted to make sure they got the game in too. Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, definitely deserves uh, to be in the in the Reds Hall of Fame. Definitely a key part of that of those uh, years, and uh, I think deserves to be in Cooperstown. No doubt, no doubt. He was a big major part of that 2010 team as well. Uh, another guy in the ballot, I think, his politics have costing more than anything. Uh, Kurt Schilling pitched 20 seasons for the Orioles Astros, which I didn't even remember he played for the Orioles, uh, Phillies, Diamondbacks and Red Sox, three twenty win seasons, ninth year on the ballot last year came very close. I think he gets in this year. If anybody on the, uh, controversial list gets in, it might be him. Uh, you need 75% to get in. He had 70 last year. Yeah, I think he gets in. I call him captain bloody sock. <laughs> yeah i mean as long as uh, i'm sure you know you pretty much get to say whatever you want so hopefully if he does get in he avoids the politics i i think that's rubs some of the writers the wrong way but it, it should be just like with rose and others it should be about what happened on the field no most definitely he, uh, he had a great career had some world series with, with uh, the diamondbacks and with boston uh yeah definitely gets in i believe uh, Gary Sheffield, seventh year on the ballot. I think he falls into one of those really good players. Maybe not enough to get in. Uh, 22 seasons, though. Brewers, Padres, Marlins, Dodgers, Braves, Yankees, Tigers, and Mets. Uh, nine all-star games. But, uh, you know, 22 seasons is a lot. We were talking about Pete Rose and, and the number of seasons he played. Definitely doesn't match up with, uh, with Rose's numbers, but uh, not, not many do. Uh, but I, I think yeah. he he's on that borderline, but I don't think he gets in. I think uh, think he had some controversy as well uh, as during his career. Thirty point five percent last year in the seventh year. So I I, I think he, he I don't know if he's peaked yet, but uh, being on that long and not getting above the thirty percent mark is going to make it kind of uh, kind of a long shot. Yeah, I mean another guy had a great career. As he got older, towards his later years, he started getting some PED talk or whatever because he was still hitting 30 home runs at 40 years old. Right. Uh, you can look at you know Nelson Cruz now. A guy's 41 and he's still hitting 30 home runs a season. Right. So, but but there's no steroids there, so we're gonna talk about that. But yeah, yeah. Sheffield, I think he, he's gonna fall short again. Uh, next guy, I think he'll fall short mainly because of steroids. Also, I don't think his overall numbers were that good, but he was a key part of bringing baseball back. So I think that. If it weren't for the steroids, would have uh, propelled him into better consideration, and that's Sammy Sosa, uh, ninth year on the ballot. Yeah, we all remember Sosa McGuire. That you know that those guys chasing Roger Maris is sixty-one. Man, that was a fun time for baseball. But before we knew anything about steroids, so that's going to linger over his head. I don't see him yeah. getting it. He only, he only got thirteen point nine percent last year, so. 
Yeah, he's uh, ninth year in the ballot. He's got that with that low percentage. I don't see it happening. With the controversy, nope. Uh, first year on the ballot, don't think he makes it. Was a nice player, but uh, not a Hall of Famer. Nick Swisher. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Nick Swisher, uh, but he's not Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, I think the same thing goes for the next guy, too. Shane Victorino. Another guy was a great player, not a Hall of Fame worthy. Yeah, I, I think these guys don't even make the next uh, next next level. Uh, Omar yeah. Vizquel. You know, he's he's like a Dave Exception. Should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I agree. 20, nope. 24 seasons played. Uh, Mariners, Indians, Giants, Rangers, White Sox, and Blue Jays. Three-time All-Star. Uh, 11-time Gold Glove Award winner. So that's kind of where uh, the Concepcion comes in. Uh, in 2006, at 39 years old, became the oldest infielder to win a Gold Glove Award. Um, played. I mean, uh, if, if, you, if you look at, I mean, if you want to go back, like Ozzie Smith's in the Hall of Fame because he had Gold Gloves. Oh, absolutely. Not a, he wasn't a home run hitter at all. Ozzie could hit, but he couldn't hit home runs. But he could he could field it, and yeah. we all know when he watched that backflip. I, I mean, I was I was all for that. And I've wanted Omar to do that for once. Do a backflip, Omar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think Omar Vizquel kind of fits in with the uh, Scott Rowland profile, where uh, of course he played a lot longer than Scott, so I think that gives him should give him a little bit of the edge. But Omar. Yeah. Uh, last year, 52.6%. So I, I think he eventually gets in. I just don't know if it'll be this year. I'm, I'm pulling for him, man. I want him to get in. Uh, absolutely. Uh, next name on the list is Billy Wagner. 16 Billy Wag- seasons with the Astros, Phillies, Mets, Red Sox, and Braves. Billy, Billy Wagner is one of those guys. He was a great closer with, with the Astros. If any, if anything in his legacy, it was just for closing with the Astros. You know, he, he would be good, but then once he left Houston, I think he kind of lost his luster a little bit. Right, thirty-one point seven percent on the voting, and then the final guy, first year. Uh, this is a guy I think we talked about a little bit last week on the show for some reason. Uh, Barry Zito, or maybe a couple of weeks ago, but uh, pitched fifteen seasons with the Athletics and Giants. Uh, finished sixth in the AL Rookie of the Year voting. Uh, so I, I think he kind of falls into that where, you know, you were an A, you are on an awesome team, and then uh, Billy Bean's like, oh, yeah, you're kind of done. So we're going to send you over to cross the uh, bay. Yeah, he was he was on that same team with Tim Hudson and, and, and uh, <laughs> Dan Heron. They, they won 20 games. How did they not win the World Series that year? I don't know, but I mean, once Barry went to San Francisco, he sucked. Absolutely. So yeah, I don't see him getting anywhere in, in Hall of Fame in a supermarket. I don't see him getting anywhere. <laughs> so that kind of rounds out the class this year. Uh, it's not. It's not a very overwhelming class. There may be no first time uh, ballot uh, Hall of Famers out of that group uh, to to get in this year, which will be a first in a few years, but. Hopefully at least one gets in. I, I would love to see Scott Rowland, Omar Vizcal uh, get in. I'd like to see some of the steroid guys get in. I just don't know if they will. Kurt Schilling might. He might be the one guy that can get over that hump. Uh, but, again, he, he he rubs people the wrong way. It's already a very politically charged. We're not going to get into it, but uh, politically charged, divided year. So um, who, who knows where things go from there. Yeah, I mean, you could wind up with just one guy going. And we saw that with uh, Greg Biggio when he went in. 
He's the only guy that right. went in for that year, and then and, we and, see and they year. and they already have the speeches from the guys that were inducted in twenty that were supposed to give their induction speeches in twenty twenty. So it's going to be a long day anyway. Yeah, those guys deserve their their ceremonies. Absolutely. So uh, next on the list uh, to talk about, we're talking about some Reds hot stove, and not a lot of action yet. But of course, Trevor Bowers, the number one free agent. I, I see a lot of things in the Twitter sphere from. Uh, supposed unbiased writers in Cincinnati media. That's always uh, Debbie Downer uh, saying the the Bowers out of the Reds league. I I don't see it that way. I think he could come back. Uh, multiple reasons: one, he likes playing for the team, and even though he's going to cost a lot more, I don't think uh, he's necessarily out of the Reds budget if fans are allowed in the stadium. Yeah, I think if you, if you can have fans, on a, if you're guaranteed to have some fans, you can have some money involved. And the signing of Trevor Bauer. Right. I, I know the Reds are planning on having fans. Uh, I'm a season ticket holder. They've sent out some surveys on uh, what we'd like to see in the stadium that we'd make us feel safe. Uh, this is before the announcement of uh, vaccines that seem to be uh, promising. So um, uh, we'll see what happens uh, as far as that goes. But I don't think. Uh, other than we don't know what the effect is from COVID. We don't know what the effect is on COVID from any team, which I think other than just Trevor Bauer being Trevor Bauer saying that he'll accept any offer from any major league team or a Japanese professional baseball team. Uh, as crazy as that sounds, that, that would make some great content for his blog <laughs> to, yeah. to go to Japan and sit out a year when uh, there may not be a lot of uh, money on the table uh, just because of uh, just because of the uh, of the COVID crisis. Well, he's he's got a line of suitors right now. I mean, there's a long line of guys, a lot of teams that want to sign him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so. I would love to see him stay. Um, I'm sure you would. Yeah, definitely. He's my uh, hero. <laughs> he's your hero. <laughs> he's my hero. You know, I mean, I'll follow him wherever he goes because his uh, his video blog is highly entertaining and very eye-opening. Um, we get Trevor on our show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, he had a he had an amazing season twenty twenty. Of course, Cy Young. That's gonna that's gonna he. If there's any guy that's gonna get the big contract next year, uh, it would be Trevor Bauer. I don't think he's necessarily a hundred percent. You know, motivated by money. No, I, he just wants to win. Right, he he wants to win and. I, I think there's other perks the Reds can give him. Uh, all, he loves the uh, teammates. Uh, not all of them will probably be back. I'm sure either uh, Tucker Barnhart, who I think has one more year left on his contract, or yeah. Kirk Casale. I, I can see the Reds not keeping one of them, especially with Tyler Stevenson, appearing to be pretty close to Major League ready based on his uh, limited time in 2020. Um, but, um, but yeah. Uh, the Reds paid would have paid him seventeen and a half million in twenty twenty had there been a full season. Uh, so you know an extra fifteen million dollars uh, to get in the thirty million dollar range, which is, I think's what the rumor is or the experts are projecting him to be around. I could see that uh, being in the realm of possibility if the Reds can have fans. If they can't have fans, we're looking at another eighty to a hundred million dollar loss season. 
Uh, it's it's going to be ugly. So fan, fans need to be a part of it. They're they're still going to NFL games uh, for the most part, and you know we're in the middle of um, a surge of cases. So uh, if the NFL can do it safely, baseball can do it safely. High school football is going on in places with fans. Uh, life life is going to have to go on. Uh, so hopefully, uh, it may not be forty two thousand, uh, but hopefully the Reds can get get it to where. It, it at least makes it uh, somewhat profitable to have fans there, and hopefully, uh, not nothing to do with Trevor Bauer. Hopefully, their their plan for food is not uh, prepackaged uh, vending machine food because that would be nasty. Yeah, I mean, I'd be happy if you could get to twenty thousand fans and separate them throughout the stadium. I think you'd yeah. be fine. I think so too. And I mean, people, I mean, you're going to have uh, people doing people things, but uh, the uh, medicine that's going to be available is going to be better. So hopefully, hopefully fans can return in 2021 at some point, hopefully for opening day. I, I, I don't want to miss another opening day. I, I don't count as missing last year because nobody could go. Uh, but uh, I want to keep my streak alive when fans are allowed in anyway. You're the king of opening day. <laughs> there, you know, there are some people that have been there like 80, 70 or 80 opening days in a row. And I'm like amazed every year. Yeah, that is amazing. That, that is. Uh, and then the other thing to talk about uh, Reds wise in the off season, their other hole, they have to feel to fill uh, Trevor Bowers kind of a want. Uh, this one is an actual need. They need a shortstop. Yeah, I mean, you let Freddie Galvis walk, and he sucked as a shortstop. So. <laughs> yeah, l- looking at Sport Track, I mean, this year there's some big names available in free agents, but uh, not many. Uh, I think uh, D.D. Gregorius is probably uh, the best name out there that uh, the, that would be in the Reds' uh, wheelhouse. Uh, um, yeah, Marcus, Marcus Simeon. Yeah, Marcus Simeon, but he's, he's uh, looking at uh, Sports Track. They're expecting him to make an average of – 19 million a year. So if you get him, you probably can't do him and, and uh, Trevor Bauer at the same time. Uh, you pay Freddie Galvis. Uh, if, if it would have been a full season, five and a half million last year, uh, his market values 1.1 million. I don't want him back for 1.1 million. I'd rather uh, see them go with the rookie uh, over him for that, for that amount of money. But uh, uh, the other guy is I'm um, in, uh, Simmons uh, and, and and Dalton Simmons. Yep, uh, he he didn't have a, evidently have a good year last year either. His market value is projected to be around seven point five million. He had, he was scheduled to make fifteen million last year for the uh, for the Angels. So I think and another name uh, that pops up there. Um, don't see them going back to him, but and I don't think he's your answer for every day because he wasn't when he was here the last time. I don't think he. Improved that much for the Red Sox, Jose Peraza? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, so pretty much all the other names on the list are guys that uh, fall in that route, uh, either either just guys that never really took that big step to uh, uh, t- to become a high-end uh, player. Uh, other, other guys that have been rumored, of course, Francisco Lindor. Who knows what it would take to get Francisco Lindor, but I will say the same thing that I said when I started this show back in January last year. You take Francisco Lindor if you can get Francisco Lindor. The thing is with him, I'd love to have Francisco Lindor, 
But you don't want to trade the farm for a one year. I would trade. Only the, got one year left. I would trade the farm for one year if it brings you a World Series. I mean, there's no guarantee if you do that. Well, true, but there's no guarantee that any of the farm guys are going to turn out turn out well either. And then, I mean, plus you, you got to think of that. There's that Japanese player Ha Song Kim, right? We're just waiting for a KBO posting on him, though. But, I mean, he's 25 years old. He's been very good in Japan. Yeah, that, that's a high risk as well because, uh, you know, especially if David Bell only plays him on days uh, that start with T. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess righties. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, other guy, Trevor Story, uh, was rumored. Uh, I think that's an interesting one. I, I think that kind of fits in as well. It's not as, not as sexy as uh, – as uh, Lindor, but uh, that could uh, definitely uh, play play well. I think it's impressive we were linked to Lindor and Trevor Story. <laughs> I, I think I, that's impressive. I think it's impressive because there's nobody, there's no sources telling the uh, telling the writers that the Reds are going to be cutting money. Uh, so. I mean, other other than Paul Doherty, who has a black cloud falling around all the time anyway, he, I don't think he's ever written a positive story in his life. Uh, I, I guess that doesn't sell for him. But, uh, I mean, everyone else is uh, saying that, uh, you know, the Reds could be on, on Bauer. Uh, his agent uh, definitely likes the Reds. I think he likes the Reds. Uh, I mean, the, the Reds are going to have to be in the ballpark uh, money-wise. But I think there's – one thing with Trevor Bauer going back to him, I, I that I don't know what can be done with the players' union and Major League Base Baseball Advanced Media, but if you, if the Reds could work out a deal where there's more cross promotion with his momentum brand and and doing things he likes to do uh, outside of baseball and promoting his social media more, I, I that I think could be more leverage than just adding one or two million dollars uh, to the contract. So. Um, don't know if don't know if the Reds would think that far out of the box uh, or not, or if that's something that Trevor's even looking for. But I I know um, based on uh, what he said in Twitter, what he said in interviews, uh, what he said on his on his own social media, uh, that uh, that's something that he puts as a high priority in in building his brand. So I think I think he does it in case you know he blows out his arm. Uh, unfortunately, or has some something unfortunate where he can't play anymore. He has something, something to fall back on right away, and not necessarily something he can control and control the message. Because early on in his career, uh, others were controlling the message for him. True. Yeah, uh, and there's another guy we didn't mention. Zach Cozart's still out there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Zach is going to. Uh, I mean, is he? I didn't even see him on the uh, on the sport track list. So uh, is he retired? They got him as a they list as a third baseman, but he's thirty five. Uh, I don't think he could play shortstop anymore. No, and I I think that I think that, uh, I think that uh, donkey has uh, sailed. <laughs> yeah, big donkey has sailed. Oh no! Well, the big donkey was Adam Dunn. I, I, I know, yeah, I know. But, I was uh, doing a little. I was putting them putting them together. Yeah, but the donkey that uh, Joey Votto bought him, uh, one of the most memorable <laughs> things to happen uh, while Zach Gozart was here, but. Uh, I love Zach Cozart. He's great. Absolutely. Well, that kind of wraps up this week's show. We went long with the uh, Hall of Fame, but uh, I think it was a lot of fun. I think uh, I don't think we're going to see a lot of Hall of Famers this year, but uh, I'm hoping the one we do see is a former Red. 
Yeah, I would love to see Scott Rowland get in, man. That'd be awesome. I, I kind of want it to be next year though, because I don't really want to go to Cooperstown next year. I, I want to be able to see him be inducted, and uh, I, I want it to be in a in a restriction free zone when I see it. But uh, yeah. but I'll be happy for him whenever whenever it does happen. Absolutely, man. Love to see him get in. All right. Next week we'll have another uh, breakdown episode, and until then, uh, go Reds. Go Reds.